Remy and Casey on 92.3 W.I.L. name of the game right now is rain. It's raining outside. There's a lot of rain going on. Be careful if you're driving. The other name of the game right now is what, Casey? Not hard. I don't know. It's rain. Nobody won the Mega Millions last night. Oh, jeez. <laughs> if anyone's going to update you about the Mega Millions, it's always going to be Remy. I'm telling you. When a jackpot is over a billy, now we really got to talk about it. $1.25 billion on the line because nobody won the Mega Millions last night. And it just illustrates how difficult this is. I think they said the last time somebody won the Mega Millions was in April. April. You've got millions and millions of people playing this game. Yeah. And still, nobody has won the jackpot. Nothing. Well, I mean, not till we do. That's true. We just needed it to get up a little bit higher. Right. There's a lot of us in this office. The, the payout for each one of us is like 10 milli. Which 10 is not going to be enough. No. In the grand scheme of it I all. I mean, just, so. just to get my kids through college, I'm going to need like eight. Right. So, obviously. Man. Anyways, 1.25 billion. I think that might be the third or second largest Mega Millions jackpot on record. So, uh, on a much lesser scale, we do have. Some tickets to Jingle Fest up for grabs with the big three. So be here for that. Bringing Nashville to St. Louis with Casey Covers Country on 92.3 WIL. What in the world is going on with the chicks? The chicks are falling apart. Oh, really? They've rescheduled a fourth straight concert and flat out canceled another on their 2023 world tour. You may have forgotten they're on a world tour right now because they're not coming to St. Louis. Or maybe they are. Didn't they come last year? They, were they, they here, were last, here last year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so fans are really getting a little bit nervous. They say an ongoing illness is keeping the trio for, from going on and performing, but their announcement doesn't really say much else. So Natalie, Marty, and Emily have not said who's sick. They've not said what the sickness is, but fans are all up in the comments of these posts and announcements saying like, you know, hope everyone's okay. Hope to see you soon. This is your fourth show, but you've postponed and you've canceled one. Like the fact that it's been four shows, remember the heat Morgan Wallen got for postponing what he had to in June because he needed to be on vocal rest. Yeah. I mean, I don't think they're getting a lot of heat for this, but people are starting to think that it's urgent because they're not giving any other info. Yeah, I'm wondering, you as a country music fan, me as a country music fan, how much do you think we are owed in explanation as to what the illness is? Like, obviously, Morgan Wallen said, I've got vocal cord issues, uh-huh. something's going on, got to take some, got to take a rest. Would that clear things up if they shared that? Well, I also think that if, like, say that is the case and someone's on vocal rest or something, after seeing what, how Morgan Wallen got burned at the stake and people were like, no, he's probably in rehab. No, he's probably blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't say anything either. <laughs> I'd probably also say, yeah, someone's so ill, but... Yeah, like I said, a lot of fans are getting concerned because apparently somebody is so sick that they're canceling like weeks and weeks worth of shows on their biggest tour that they've had since probably 2001. To me, it doesn't seem like anything that would be life-threatening if they're just kind of canceling one on, like one after 
the other. You know what I mean? It's right. it's like a. I felt like I was going to be better, but I'm not. I'm just. I'm not better yet. So we'll just keep doing canceling one show at a time for four weeks until that person feels better. Whoever that is on the show could be the drummer. Might not even be the chicks. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is curious. I have to recheck and look again, but I don't think it's like they're canceling like, oh, it's week of and we're canceling blah, blah, blah. Like, I think they're also canceling like weeks out. So. Yeah. Unsure. Hopefully everybody's okay. But yeah, like I said, if I was them, I probably wouldn't say anything either because they wouldn't want that heat that Morgan Wallen got earlier this year. Remy and Casey. What's your favorite redneck expression? 314-699-4766. I think this happened in both of our lives over the past week. I was at the Madison County Fair. A gentleman walked up to the uh, table, was eating, I be- looked like a steak sandwich or something. He goes, man, this steak is tougher than a woodpecker's lips. And I was like, gosh, you don't hear these fun expressions anymore like you used to. And then you were talking about how- I don't know. I, I hear it. Your uh, fiance, the gingerbread man- Likes to say a lot of these. He's not even, he doesn't, he makes up things like this as he goes. It's really my dad that keeps this art alive. Oh, I wish, nice. Yeah. I wish I had a bleep button ready, but I don't. Um, <laughs> because all of the ones he says are not safe for air. He'll say, it's hotter than a well digger's bleep. Okay. Or it's hotter than two rats bleep and a wool sock. <laughs> Or I love how it is a requirement to have an expletive. <laughs> you know what they say about wind. It blows. <laughs> it's a lot of that. Uh, there's, for whatever reason, country artists always like to do this. You'd be like, hey, how are you? I think it was specifically like a Gary Allen or somebody. It was like, if I was any better, I'd be twins. Gosh, yes. Craig Morgan. They I always feel like, say yeah. something like that. If I was any better, there'd be two of me. Fat, sassy, and ornery. <laughs> or whatever. Whatever. Well, that just deals my pickle. <laughs> 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 I went through and I, I found some more. Those pants were so tight, I could see her religion. Oh, my gosh. He's about as confused as a fart in a fan factory. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I uh, always go back to my grandfather who said... a. A pie without cheese is like a kiss without a squeeze. That still makes literally no sense. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Happier than old blue laying on the porch chewing on a big old catfish head. (laughs) He's so cheap he wouldn't give a nickel to see Jesus riding a bicycle. You know what we need to do? (laughs) We need to memorize these. And next time we have an artist interview, (laughs) just lay out like a a bunch of them in, in conversation. Not even make a point of it. Or not even that. Maybe our next one-on-one meeting with our boss, we just start letting him fly. <laughs> He'd be uh, like, ah, you guys really are on WIL, aren't you? Yeah, right. Uh, madder than a wet hand. That's from the 830. Uh, we get, we're getting some text messages now. Mm-hmm. If you had one more brain cell, it'd be lonely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let us know what your favorite redneck <laughs> expression is on the text line. 314-699-4766. We need to develop a library of these so we can use them next time. Well, start writing them down. Uh, on the air, 314-699-4766 is our text line, or you can give us a call. So I'm from Kentucky. We have a saying we say, hell's far damp. And I don't know if it's fire or far. I just know how to yes, say it. Yes, 
Yes, yes, yes. Because I was going to say this too, except my family says it with the S word, so I couldn't say it on the air. <laughs> but it is, it's fire, F-I-R-E. But because everybody has that accent, it sounds like far. I swear I grew up not, I'm like, hell far? Like, <laughs> it's crazy. And then I move up here and everybody makes fun of my accent. And it's not as bad as it used to be. I like it. Just from what I can tell right now, it's good. Thank you. <laughs> I, just had, I just had to tell you all that. What's your name? Shanna. Shanna, thank you for the call. We appreciate it. Have a good day. You too. Is anything any anybody on the text line? Yeah. It's, something tells me that hanging out with your family, Casey, <laughs> is just this all, like, whenever it, you guys get is. together. Got a catfish fry in the backyard, and these are just flying around. Uh, from the 618, she's so stuck up. She's She drowned in a rainstorm. Love that one. From the 573, my dad always used to tell people about me. He'd say, she could start an argument in an empty house. Mm, that's a good one. <laughs> and then there's a lot of them that I can't say. Because <laughs> they all have expletives. They have expletives or they're like... Suggestive. Not politically correct anymore. Oh. You just can't say them. Yeah. Uh, but if you've got your favorite redneck expression, we'd love to hear it. 314-699-4766. Lace them up. It's time for sports with Remy and Casey. Go straight to Casey on this one. I know. Casey, do you know who got traded yesterday? Jack Flaherty. And <laughs> who cares? Uh, who cares? I don't know who the other person is. The first trade of the day was fellow Illinois State University alumni Paul DeYoung. Oh, but I thought we. Nope, he went. He's gone. Blue Jays. We're uh, not in him anymore. I mean, I was he 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 was always very streaky, and I think everybody kind of knew that. Okay. So yeah, you got to keep your clothes on. But he is uh, <laughs> he hit home runs, and uh, he is no longer with the Cardinals. He is on the Blue Jays. We traded him for right-handed pitcher Matt Svonson or Vonson, uh, and then Jack Flaherty was the second trade of the day. He went to the Orioles for infielder Cesar Prieto. Left-handed pitcher Drew Rom and right-handed pitcher Zach Showalter. How would you like to know that you just went for one person instead of three? You know what I mean? Like Jack went for yeah. three guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think Miles Michaelis gave the best take on all of the stuff uh, that happened over the past couple days. My job is to go out there, you know, take the mound no matter what, rain, shine, trades, no trades. Um, you know, it's tough to see a couple guys the last couple of days I've, you know, played with the last six years and really enjoyed being friends and teammates with. Um, you know, it's kind of sad, but that's the game. Life goes on, man. Boom. It's a lot like radio. Yeah, it is. That's that's Casey's. Got to show up, rain or shine. Might lose some along the way, but you know what? That's Casey's statement after I get, we'll get fired some. today. <laughs> Life goes on. He was, like, he was fine. Whatever. He was fine. <laughs> hopefully the Cardinals are setting themselves up for a solid feature, and hopefully they'll have some better chemistry in the clubhouse. We shall see. Cards lost to the Twins yesterday, 3-2. to two. They'll try again tonight. First pitch at 645. And this is something I hope they keep. It might actually get kids involved. Nickelodeon has announced it will air an alternate telecast of Super Bowl 58. It'll be more kid-focused and will likely incorporate slime in some way. Yeah, so they've been doing this. I guess they did this last year for football season where like they they on a day of a I guess like whatever big football game, they yeah. air another version on Nick so that kids can understand what's happening in the game and it's just way more interactive. Yeah, I think it's genius. It'll be the first time that the Super Bowl has had a second presentation, but they like like you said Casey, they've done this with 
NFL games before. If I was anybody with some power, I would say this is smart and now we need to do it for the wives. Or, you know, I'm sure there, I know there are a lot of wives out there that love to get into the game and all that. Yeah. But I'm talking about not you. I'm talking about <laughs> me. Like there needs to be a whole nother separate screen, like split it in half. The left side's for him, the right side's for me. And it's showing what Brittany Holmes is wearing today. And it's showing what girl Aaron Rodgers brought to the game. And I need all the tea. Like that's what I need to get from it. <laughs> I don't know if you're going to get that on the Nickelodeon channel, but you No, I mean, like just you said. a separate, a separate uh, broadcast. What would they? What channel would they show it on? The Hallmark Channel or Lifetime? Okay, I'll take that. Uh, They have done alternate feeds of wildcard games after the 2020 and 2021 seasons and a Christmas Day game last year. They're doing another Christmas game this year, but uh, we will both be in Mexico for the Super Bowl. So yeah, shout Uh, out. See you never. Yes. Super Bowl 58 will air on CBS February 11th of 2024. Uh, But yeah, I think it's a it's a fun thing for people that aren't necessarily into the Super Bowl that still want to be into it. Maybe something to pop over to while you're at your Super Bowl party this year or Mm -hmm. next year. Uh, you can find more on the Facebook page. I posted it up there. Trending now. It's Keeping Up With Casey on 92.3 WIL. This is an interesting topic. Reality show Love is Blind alum. His name is Nick Thompson. He's claiming to be homeless soon because he's having such a hard time finding a job after the TV show. Is this the guy that stole the Ludo song? No. Okay. Same show. And to answer a few quick questions, he started on this show like two or three years ago. Okay. So he's done, did it, and got out of it only one season. He didn't do or say anything incriminating while on the show. He was a vice president of a software company before coming on to the show. So there's not like a clear, huge, obvious reason as to why he can't get a job now. But he's going public and saying, you know, even though I had a good experience on this reality TV show, like I was perceived well by the people, yeah, it's now ruined my life because I can't even get a job. So nobody wants to hire him, you think, because he was on the show? I think because he's so familiar. Mm. He went on to say, I've burned through my savings. I've cashed out my 401k. I can't get a job because people just don't take me seriously. Wow. That's crazy. Especially when you... I mean, you said he was a software engineer or yeah. a developer or something. Yeah. I feel like that's not very, that's not customer facing. Right. You know what I mean? So you, okay. Right. You code. And he wasn't on this show out doing wild things like clubbing or, you know, drinking hardcore. He was just a guy who was like in a relationship and that's the show. Love is hmm. blind. Okay. So it's super interesting because I wonder how many other reality stars are going through this because you assume, oh, you go on a reality TV show, you come off of it and you become an influencer. Or if you work on like, if you're a news person, your ratings will probably go up, you know, that sort of thing. But you don't think about it in the way of like, you're going to come back to the real world and the real world's like, "Mm, we don't really want you to work here. Maybe the issue is that he was so average. He didn't really have, like, a compelling story. He was well-liked, but he didn't have that, like, crazy part about him. You know what I mean? Yes. (laughs) I think it it, it brings up an interesting topic because is going on reality TV in whatever format risking everything because it gives you the familiarity of a celebrity without the paycheck and the security of being a celebrity? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's for sure. I feel like there's a time in my life where I would have been all about being on a reality show. Sure. 
It just looks fun. If I was like a, if I was a, a very wealthy software developer or whatever, I don't know that I'd be like, you know what? I'm going to go on this uh, Love is Blind show. See what this is all about. Trying to find me a wife. <laughs> <laughs> but it is super, I mean, he's, it, all of this is coming out because of the strikes because he's saying, you know, it took 10 weeks to film and I only got paid $10,000. I don't make residuals on this. Oh. So now with all the strikes happening, he's like, can reality TV people strike? Is that a thing? If you're in SAG-AFTRA, you can. Apparently. So, I don't know. It, either way, if you go back and watch Love is Blind, just know those people, they're not making money on it. <laughs> and they might be homeless. Real news is lame. This is Unprofessional News on 92.3 WIL. Do you think people just spend their lives being constantly offended now? I think people <laughs> like to bring that up. I have a feeling that social media has a role in this. Yeah, it definitely does because it just gives you the opportunity to speak on more things than people ever have in the past and more openly and to a bigger audience. So then it makes things seem bigger and badder and worse. There's this uh, recent poll that was done that says 35% said that we can't take a joke anymore. 22% think the real problem is too many jokes about off-color topics. And 31% said they both are true. 68% of people think that we are more likely to be offended than we were a decade ago, and only 12% 12 said less likely. So what are the rules around cracking jokes in 2023? Can you do it, or will you offend? It's Yeah, it's hard because as, like, people, we still want to, like, relate to each other and have fun, but then there are also a lot of new parameters of things you can and can't say. Yeah. I don't know. I like the way that a lot of comedians have been starting their shows off recently about, you know, they started off by saying, hey, if you're going to get offended about something, you maybe shouldn't come to a comedy show. Yeah. Just like if you have a problem seeing people hit each other, you probably shouldn't go <clears throat> to a football game. <laughs> and that's it. Like there's a time and a place for it. But I think everybody would maybe do each other a little better if we all just woke up with a lighter mindset of like a, oh, they probably didn't mean that to be mean or, yeah. oh yeah, they're just trying to be funny. Like it's all good. Yeah. Let me just go about my day. Like l- l- go to the Cardinals Facebook page and read through the comments oh my of gosh, the I trades can't. that were made. This has no effect on anybody here at all. Like this has no effect on your personal life whatsoever, but the people get so passionate about it and we'll start to crack jokes and do things and make offensive and whatever and then like all of a sudden presidents are in in the picture and like a a trade yeah for the cardinals yeah it's crazy how things just kind of go and they spiral down and spiral down 42 percent of us think it's never okay to joke about anything people might find offensive and this is another thing especially when it comes to like if you are going to crack jokes know your audience you know right like have a little have a little What's the word I'm looking for? Have done a little research on maybe political views Just, or yeah, religious know, views. Like or know what you're saying before you say it, I yeah, guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to know your audience. And I think that that's where, especially with like, you know, comedians like Nikki Glaser. Like, you know what you're getting yourself into when you go to that show. Right. You know, Tosh.0, Daniel Tosh. Like, you know what you're getting yourself into when you go. Exactly. You're going to feel something that may be a little icky or weird. Yeah. I personally don't like watching people's bones break. I don't watch Fight Night, you know? <laughs> if that's going to hurt your feelings, just don't do it. Yeah. If you want to get offended, just stay offline. That's uh, Or if you don't want to get offended, stay offline. 
That's that's probably the best. Or unfriend everyone you know. <laughs> yes, unfriend everybody. Uh, just this conversation kind of has me a little offended, so I'm going to go now. Remy and Casey. Casey brought this up in the studio about how Tracy Lawrence is showing off his tattoo, which is the Mount, his Mount Rushmore of country musicians. He just got it finished, and it's like it is on his arm, and it looks like Mount Rushmore, and it's country music artists. Yeah. <laughs> so he's got George Strait, George Jones, Keith Whitley, and Merle Haggard. Which you, I don't think you can argue with any of that. Sure. You're always gonna get. The, you know, play Merle Haggard, more George Strait. It's just... Why don't you play some country music? That's exactly what it sounds like, too, when it comes through text messages. Every day. (laughs) (laughs) However, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not disputing. We're not dogging it, yeah. Not not debating, not disputing. It it is your own list. But you could do the Mount Rushmore of pretty much anything. You know, breakfast foods, candy, snacks. Yeah, that really got me thinking, like, what would your... Mount Rushmore of gas station snack road foods. I mean, first and foremost, the beef jerky cheddar stick combo. I would definitely have combos on there. I would have probably... Not combos. Oh, I would have combos. I know you would. And you want the cheese and the meat combination. I heard you. (laughs) I was trying to move on before I gagged. (laughs) But yeah, so you can do this with anything. Yeah. Do you want to do this with country artists? With country artists, okay. I'm not. I'm. I just want you to know, I'm not doing the Garth Shania thing. Okay. I would do a different Mount Rushmore. At my artists. at my Mount Rushmore, Garth Brooks has the visitor center. You know, you go in the the visitor center. It's the Garth Brooks visitor center. His name is just on the entry. Yeah, on where the you sign. can get all the maps. You know, and all the things, mm-hmm. right? There's water fountains. Okay. Do you want to go first? Because I, I, I just don't want to be made fun of because I'm going to be made fun of. No, yeah. Okay. Well, I think maybe my Mount Rushmore would be only including male country singers over 6'6", six, six, which would make it. <laughs> there's actually a lot. There's, Riley, there's a decent amount. There are. <laughs> Riley Green. Okay. Next to Matt Stale. Next to Charles Kelly of Lady A. Jeez. Next to, obviously, Trace Atkins. Yeah. I feel like that's a good list of country artists over 6'6". The tallest men in music. Yeah. Uh, mine's more of a grab bag of uh, <laughs> of different artists. Are they artists that think you, make you who you are? I think I just connect with them. Okay. This is a connection that's been made. Let's hear it. Keith Urban. What? Because he's Australian. Oh, and, I feel and like you wish you could be. I'm an Australian at heart. Blake Shelton. Also a tall one. You've I don't never, know if he's over 6'6". Six, six. He's not. Have, what? We've connected many times. We've hugged. I've never known you to connect with Blake Shelton. Oh my gosh, yeah. When we, when we used to do interviews at shows. That doesn't happen anymore, by the way. Mm-hmm. Brett Eldridge. Obviously, if he melts your pants, you got to have a tattoo of him. (laughs) It has nothing to do with my pants, but everything to do with the fact that I was in a music video at Wrigley Field. Anyways. And the last one is Billy Gilman. Who? Billy Gilman. (laughs) You don't even know who that is. Yeah, I do. I don't. Man, he was the kid that sang, one voice was heard. I don't know what that is. You don't know Billy Gilman because you were not born yet when he was a child star. So... (laughs) 
I would make fun of your Mount Rushmore. Who is on your Mount Rushmore of country artists? Uh, we were talking about this because Tracy Lawrence is showing off his finished Mount Rushmore, which is George Strait, George Jones, Keith Whitley, and Merle Haggard. We went through our lists. Um, I said Brett Eldridge, Keith Urban, Blake Shelton, and Billy Gilman. Uh, <laughs> Casey did not know who Billy Gilman was. No. Uh, and a lot of people don't, honestly, because I think he had like one or two songs. I don't even know if he's still an artist anymore. What is this, circa early 2000s? Yeah, probably like the yeah, yeah, 2000s, late 90s. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we had a couple text messages on uh, who other people's Mount Rushmore's would be. From the 636, mine would all be women, Loretta, Dolly, Reba, and Shania. I feel like that's a good one. Right. Yes, that's a good one. Uh, from the 314, Remy, with how abysmal your Mount Rushmore of country artists is, how could you not include Mason Ramsey or freaking Rebecca Black, for that matter? See, that's a whole different Mount Rushmore. That is a one-hit wonder below the age of 15 Mount Rushmore. <laughs> this person said, I'm going to go listen to Chris Gaines to cleanse my palate. That is <laughs> disgusting. And I'm concerned for you. That's what that's what the visitor center would be, the Chris Gaines Visitor Center at my yeah. Mount Rushmore. Yeah. <laughs> Who's on your Mount Rushmore of country artists? Let us know on the text line. 314-699-4766. Remy and Casey. Today we're playing the big three. Remy is going to spin the wheel to see what game he's going to play today because he's playing for Jingle Fest tickets for... Nick in Nick. Fairmount City. In Fairmount City. Would you like to? All right. <laughs> you. I gave you plenty of time today. Oh, it's Jingle Jangle again. Jingle Jangle. Okay. So about our Jingle Fest artists, we have three of them this year. It's Priscilla Block, Randy Hauser, and Lee Bryce. I'm going to ask you questions, fun facts about them. You're going to tell me which artist it pertains to, okay? Out of those three? Yeah, out Fantastic. of our three. Fantastic. I love those odds. Fantastic. Ready? Yeah. Number one. And Nick, if you know any of these, Remy might call on you for help. Number one. This Jingle Fest artist started their career with a band called 10 Pound Biscuits. They eventually left that band. Um, um, they started their solo career. 10 Pound Biscuits. I don't know this, so it's going to be a guess, and I feel like I feel like Randy Hauser's pff, he's been in a couple bands named Ten Pound, Ten Pound Biscuits, so okay. Randy Hauser, final answer. How would that feel if you were an artist and somebody said, you know, you seem like you'd be in a band called Ten Pound Biscuit? <laughs> Just letting you know. Okay, number two. This artist was on the verge of leaving Nashville when one day she was recognized. Sorry, one day they were recognized by Taylor Swift. And this was the moment that saved their career. Uh, it could be Lee Bryce. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to say uh, Priscilla Block. Final answer. At least I got one. At least I know I got one today. Okay. This artist won three talent shows throughout their time in high school. Which artist is this? This is Lee Bryce. Number four. Four? This artist had Tyler Hubbard in their wedding. In fact, Tyler Hubbard, while he was a groomsman, accompanied the pallbearer, a.k.a. the dogs, 
down the aisle. This is Randy Hauser. You got five? No. Six? <laughs> Nick, out of all four questions today, how many do you think Remy got correct? All four. All four. He's got a lot of faith. Wow. Man, I don't even think I got all four. Remy. Remy. What? What? I got all four of those right? <laughs> Number one, the artist who started out with a band called 10 Pound Biscuits is Randy Hauser. Randall. Number two, Priscilla Block was about to leave Nashville when Taylor Swift recognized her. She credits this to be the moment that saved her career. Priscilla. Number three, Lee Bryce won three talent shows throughout his high school career. Lieb. And uh, Randy Hauser got married. Tyler Hubbard was in the wedding. Tyler Hubbard walks the dogs down the aisle. I remember that. I it I was, was there, like a I, distant I saw, memory. Saw you pictures. were not there. I was not there. No. I've only been in, invited to one celebrity wedding. And who? Who? It's yours. <laughs> the great news is that, Nick, you got these Jingle Fest tickets, so you're going to go see Priscilla Block, Randy Hauser, and Lee Bryce in person on December 2nd. Let's go. Uh, Okay. He's very excited. Speechless. <laughs> uh, it's Remy and Casey. We were talking about who's on your Mount Rushmore mm -hmm. of country artists because Tracy Lawrence just got his tattoo finished and it's got like George Strait, George Jones, uh, Keith Whitley, Merle Haggard, those kind of guys. And <laughs> you should not be embarrassed by your list, okay? You shouldn't be. Billy Gilman is on my list. Someone called him the Justin Bieber of country music. Oh. I, uh, at the time, I don't know. At the time, though, I, I could totally see that happening. And then this person said, Mine would be Shania, Carrie Underwood, Martina McBride, and Ray Lynn. Um, just out of, just kind of out of, you can't judge. You can't judge other people's Mount Rushmore's, okay, Casey. Okay. 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 But it, the Ray Lynn part is a little it's wrong. A, it's not necessarily wrong. It's just, it's, it's doesn't belong in that group of women, I guess. If I that's would say. what makes you, you. I have Brett Eldridge. And I think that's great. I have Brett Eldridge on my Mount Rushmore. I'm and I, shocked you don't have LV Shane up there. <laughs> I also want to put Chris Gaines or on my Lee Mount Greenwood. Rushmore. <laughs> I could have put, you could have done much better. From the 636, Tim McGraw, Lee Bryce, Keith Urban, and Cody Johnson. Uh, Waste Management Jerry says Dolly Parton, George Strait, Alan Jackson, Loretta Lynn would be my Mount Rushmore. Uh, Everything is respectable, I think. I think everybody everybody's got their... And their wits about them, I would say. Yes. Yes. If you want to let us know yours, you can always do that at 314-699-4766. Bring a Nashville to St. Louis with Casey Covers Country on 92.3 WIL. You can say this isn't country. I don't care. It pays to work for Taylor Swift because Taylor is sharing the wealth from her wildly successful Eras tour in the form of massive bonuses for her team. So she has now spent approximately 50 Five million dollars on bonuses for her team. Let's go. She made, head, made headlines this week as fans started finding out that she gave everybody that works for her these huge bonuses as her tour is wrapping up here in the U.S. She's finishing the U.S. leg of the tour before she goes on to other countries and, you know, goes abroad. And this is projected to be the most profiting tour of all time. I think it's already made a billion dollars, which is crazy. more than ever. There are three big tours out right now, and it's, or maybe four, Morgan, Luke, Taylor, Beyonce, and like Ed Sheeran. Taylor is making huge profits on this, and now that she's wrapping up her leg of the tour, 
It's made a billion dollars. She spent $55 million to give everyone on her team a bonus. Truck drivers, people who drive around her stages and production and equipment, $100,000 bonuses. Wow. Isn't that amazing? That's awesome. I feel like this is something that artists need to do more of. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is always as, you know, uh, as people view the Taylor Swifts and the Beyonce's of the world as some of the richest people and they've got too much money, why not share the wealth? And it's cool that she's doing this. Also, a lot of times touring doesn't bring in as much money as it seems like. You know, they're not always, you're not always selling out Soldier Field, you know? You're not three nights in a row in every stadium in the country. So this is super rare, but I do wish we would see this from other artists who have the means to do it. It's just, it's it's an insane amount of money, but I can only imagine the insane amount of hours that like the backup dancers, the production people, the lights, the sounds, the effects happening on stage. If you've seen any videos of this show, it's very involved. Yeah, and there's hundreds of people on this crew. Yeah. Has to be. Uh, but that $55 million in bonuses is a good thing. Whew. I'd take that. <laughs> oh my gosh, who wouldn't? Bottom line, it pays to work for Taylor Swift. Yep. Remy and Casey. Pre-sale tickets for Jingle Fest go on sale tomorrow at 10 a.m. with the code word W-I-L. If you want to go see Lee Bryce, Randy Hauser, and Priscilla Block, December 2nd at the Family Arena. We just announced this this week. And uh, tickets go on sale tomorrow. And then the actual on sale is Friday at 10 a.m. That's right. I've already had people asking me, how can I get tickets? Where's the link? Yeah. It comes out on Friday. Pre-sale tomorrow. 10 a.m. So if you need to make a little reminder in your phone that goes off at 9.50, do it now. Yeah. And uh, you should be all set. But obviously, you know, we have a lot of time. This show is December 2nd. I got a message from somebody on the feedback uh, on the 92.3 WIL app. And they said, oh my gosh, tickets are so expensive. I was like, tickets aren't even on sale yet. So apparently there are still, there are already prices up on third party websites on like StubHubs oh. and things like that, which is ridiculous. Yeah. Don't look there. Um, because we will have those tickets on sale. Right. But then we also have, we were just talking about this yesterday with our promotions director. We have all of the, uh, the ticket giveaways. Ticket blasts. The ticket blasts. Yeah. I had some younger cousins text me and they're like high school age and ask about tickets. How expensive are they? And I said, you guys could for sure get tickets for like 20 bucks each. Yeah. You know, just, you know, just they might not like be like super close or whatever, but it's it's not going to be a concert that's super expensive to get into. Exactly. And we like like we just said, we will have plenty of opportunities for you to win tickets. I think they're in the teens at this point for Ticket Blast. So lots of opportunities to get those tickets uh, for Jingle Fest this year. If you have made it a tradition every single year, you go to Jingle Fest December 2nd Family Arena. We've got Lee Bryce, Randy Hauser and Priscilla Block with Bush Light. This thing is going to be awesome this year. It's Remy and Casey's Hometown Heroes. Brought to you by Air Comfort Service Heating, Cooling, and Insulation. Schedule your AC system check now. Visit aircomfortservice.com. Today we say thanks to Scott Rust, nominated by Brianna Baum. Scott owns the local DQs in Randolph County. That's enough for me.
Free That's ice cream. That's a hero in Remy's eyes. <laughs> free ice cream whenever. Uh, he does fundraisers for the community weekly, free giveaways for children, uh, the Christmas lights in Coulterville Park yearly. He is also a volunteer firefighter and a t-ball coach. Wow, that's very cool. Scott, uh, thank you for everything that you do. You can nominate a hometown hero at 923wil.com. Posted up our Sam Hunt finish the lyric video from the other night at the Sam Hunt show. And I was actually surprised at how many people didn't know as many lyrics to Sam Hunt songs. I'm telling you, I think most of the crowd at that show went for the Friday night vibes or the set, whenever it was. And, um, and not for the songs. So Brett Young played that show, and he's literally on the Today Show right now. Oh, look at him, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so he's he's out there promoting, doing his thing. Lullabies. Cool to, <laughs> cool to see uh, Brett Young out there doing his thing as well. If you missed anything from the show, we did talk about redneck expressions today. Like, everybody's got that guy in their family. It's most likely a dude. It's mm-hmm. like Uncle Larry or mm-hmm. someone that's always saying things like, those pants are so tight I could see her religion, or he's so cheap he wouldn't give a nickel to see Jesus riding a bicycle. We heard some really good ones today. <laughs> uh, if you've got someone in your life, or maybe that's you, who's got a good redneck expression, let us know on the text line, 314-699-4766. And if you missed anything from the show today, you can always check out the Remy and Casey Show podcast, and we will see you tomorrow for a Friday light. Goodbye. Find Remy and Casey on Instagram at 923 wil